In these final days leading up to Thanksgiving, we are not talking turkey. No, ma'am. We are talking venison. Are you game? And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. Thanksgiving is coming up in just a few days. Yeah, that's a huge holiday. Oh, man, it's all about food and all about the bird. Yeah, all about uh, <laughs> turkey and getting together and family. And while that's a big holiday... Forget about it. It's the Monday <laughs> after Thanksgiving yeah. that is the biggest holiday of the year Epic here in, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're not aware of it, I don't know how you're not. Maybe because you don't live in Pennsylvania, but it is all about hunting season. We going hunting with Elma Fudd. We're gonna get some buck. <laughs> yeah. So all you got all these folks going out there hoping to bag a buck. The problem is, I mean, I happen to like venison. I yeah. love everything about venison, uh, but there are a lot of ladies out there who don't like the taste of it. They think it tastes gamey. Well, and I also feel like they're the ones that are making it quite a bit. So I think if they had another recipe or if their husbands are making it, if their significant others making it, and that was a different way, they might be more game. Yeah. So <laughs> here we are. We're still in the month of November. And what we're talking about now is getting that gamey taste out of game, right? How are we gonna do that? We're connecting today with uh, Chef Sean Bailey. He's an avid hunter. He also happens to be an incredible chef. Uh, chef's kiss, he's so How good. are you, Sean? I'm doing good, I'm blushing a little bit, but we're good. Oh, great. <laughs> You're going hunting, right? Are you going hunting? Going to go hunting. You gonna go? Hoping <laughs> a bag of buck. So how many different ways are there to prepare venison? Oh, there is endless prepare, um, different recipes you use uh, for venison. Uh, the problem is people always overcook it because they think it's wild game. So they kill it twice, if we say, or um, they, they overspice it or they dry it out. So there's, you can basically use venison in every beef meal you have. You just got to cook a little different. Be okay. mind, there's no fat in venison, so it dries out real quick. Right. I was just going to say, there's a lot of nutritional benefits to it. Um, I mean, it's leaner. You said there's not much fat. But tell us, Sean, how can you get that game taste out of it? I know you don't mind the game taste. I like it. I, I, I like I like venison jerky. I've had venison burgers. I've right. had it on the grill. I don't get it. I don't taste it. But is there a secret to getting that gaminess out of it? Because I know a lot of women don't like yeah. it. I mean, I've even had venison bologna. I think it's oh, so delicious. That's all we had when I was a kid was venison bologna. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> what do you do? How do you get that gamey taste out? Well, well, first of all, it starts way before the kitchen. You got to take care of your kill. You got to treat it right. You have to get it cooled down real fast. Uh, you can't put it on your bumper, drive it four hours home and say, mm, this is going to taste good because that's not going to work. Um, but if you get a deer that Tends to be a little stressed, a little second season. It's going to be a gamey taste. And I can't explain gamey taste, but the key ingredient to get the gamey taste out is soak it in milk. 2% whole milk, it doesn't matter because there's an acid inside milk that breaks down the bacteria that causes that flavor. Now, I use it for salmon, too, because let's face it, we're not catching too many salmon in Pennsylvania. There's that really, really strong salmon taste. Some people really like that. I personally don't, so I'll soak it in milk for 20 minutes before I cook it, and it tastes completely different. It doesn't chase or change any nutritional value whatsoever. So let's pretend you're making venison sausage. You would soak that whole big hunk of meat in milk before you turned it into sausage to get the gaminess out of the sausage as well? 
Well, that's the advantage of sausage and jerky and, and bologna, as you said, is you use enough spices, it covers up that gamey mm. taste. It's a slow cook, too. You're mostly smoking that, which really overtakes the uh, the gamey taste, if you will. Uh, but I've had some burger where I'd have just a probably a quarter cup or a third cup of milk before I made the patties, and that helped a lot, too, and plus kept a little moisture. Plus, if you're going to do burger, you want a teaspoon of olive oil because it will dry out. Let's see. Yeah, this is why we tip. have Chef yep. Sean Bailey here for all of this. Okay, so what is one of your favorite dishes that you like to cook and that even some of the ladies in your family enjoy that you cook? Well, I like to say this, this recipe is so easy a guy can do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or me. <laughs> it's hard to fail with this because, like I said, most people dry out the venison. They try to kill it twice. This is a way it'll keep it moist and add flavor. What I do is I'll take a steak, and though there's no fat internal, there's not like any um, veins or anything, but there is fat outside the steak, you want to trim that off because venison fat is not very tasty at all. It's not like beef. Beef uh, will add a good flavor, not venison at all. So you, any external fat or the purple skin, you want to pull that off. And what I'll do is I'll take about a one-inch steak, I'll butterfly it, um, I'll take a slice of apple, jalapeno pepper and garlic diced up, fold it in half, wrap it in bacon and cook it on the, on the oven or on the grill. And where here's where it's foolproof is once you get that bacon crispy on all four sides, the, uh, the steak is medium, medium well, perfectly done. So it won't let it dry out. Plus the fat from the bacon will add flavor and also won't let it dry out. So it's like a natural thermometer. Once all the bacon is cooked and crispy, the inside is done. The apple will dissolve. The jalapeno pepper has a great flavor. Now, if you don't like the heat of jalapeno, um, I used to take it and devein it, but the oil gets on your hand and it could really you know, get in your eye and it hurts. I just started just taking a knife and just cutting the very outside without the veins. The veins are what gives this thing the heat, but I like the jalapeno flavor without the, without the heat. But then I wrap it, put it four sides on, the, uh, on a cast iron skillet or grill, and once it's uh, crispy, it is done. Perfect. Hey, and let's be honest here. Bacon makes everything taste I was better, just doesn't say, it? Have bacon, bacon, add bacon <laughs> to that. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sure you could wrap anything in bacon, but with the uh, the three different flavors inside and the venison, and after you soak it in milk, it's a complete different meat, and I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I really like the taste of it, and I like the health benefit of it. I know it's very lean, mm -hmm. uh, low in fat, high in protein, and I really enjoy it. You have that finished dish in front of you, don't you? I was going to say, how, are you, see how, do you, yes, how do you plate it? Yeah. Can we see I, that? I, um, I have it with a grilled red potatoes with a obey seasoning, with mm -hmm. a uh, grilled romaine, and with the steak on the side. So. Guys, if you're, if you're going to cook it for your wife, make sure you do all three. Don't just throw a steak on the plate and expect her to like it. You've know, <laughs> you got to look good to make it taste good. That's the first steps. So, I Sean, think, you're, like, yeah. you're like the ultimate because you do go out and you kill it, you know, and then you're the one that's making it. Do you enjoy this process of, I hate to say it, but, you know, like the kill and the thrill? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I don't I know. You know, I just really enjoy eating and making sausage and, and making things out of it. Uh, the killing is not necessarily exciting to me. I actually feel sad, but I do it most ethically. I'm mostly an archery hunter, and um, as long as you do it ethically, it's the best way. The deer, that's the other thing. you got to do it ethically, or the deer, if it runs off, it's going to taste very gamey. Mm. So you owe it to the animal to have a real clean death, and that's going to help the flavor down run. And uh, I enjoy just being out in a tree. I mean, six-foot-three bush hiding up. 30 feet in a tree, it's pretty fun. 
Now you mentioned. <laughs> That's wait. It's like for me that would be like, are you kidding me? I'm sitting up in the middle of the Freezing. woods. I'm cold. I'm chattering, uh, and I have to pee. That would be my biggest issue. I guess the guys don't have it as bad. But that. Whatever. I would go back to something that you said before. You said you know if you strap this sucker on the back of your truck and drive four hours, that's not a good thing. What's the best way to transport it to get it to the butcher shop? Because I do well, see a lot of deer on the back of, on the back of the yeah, trucks. I see true. it all the time. Yeah, if, if the best way, plus now with the uh, different the diseases the, the deer can get, you're supposed to leave the head and the bones in the area where you got the animals. They can do testing on it. I prefer uh, quarter it and put it in a cooler. I throw ice down and then I put um, cardboard on top and then I let it age for you know three days. As long as there's ice on, as long as it's cool, get the skin off it, get everything cleaned up. And uh, I I don't put it on a bumper. I, I put it in a cooler because you know I want it to taste very good. And to do that, you got to treat it right. Hmm. I feel like you're really super considerate. And I'm not saying this to be silly, but I do feel like you're very considerate in the way in which you go about the whole experience of hunting the deer and then nourishing yourself and those around you. Like you just have a lot of respect for the process. I'm just, I mean, I'm just learning that now that I don't think I put together that a lot of folks who do hunt and then do eat the food that are as I don't know, as our considerate to he's the deer. Thoughtful. He's a he's, he's a, a big teddy bear. I'm just gonna say that. You're just warming <laughs> my heart, Sean. <laughs> well, we, we teach my nephews in that if if you don't feel anything when you shoot animals, you shouldn't be hunting. You should have total respect for it. And you gotta utilize it. I took my little nephew out, he just wanted to shoot a groundhog for no reason. I'm like, well, we're not gonna shoot unless we eat it, buddy. Ew. He's like, Well, you can cook it. I'm like, Yeah, but I'm not. We <laughs> <laughs> just have to be Fine at the time too, which I think is a pretty bad sin to kill groundhog for no reason. All right, Sean. Hey, thank you so much. You you really brought a lot of flavor to yes. this podcast yes. and provided a lot of great information. I didn't know there was a right and wrong way to bring the deer home. No, I, I, think I didn't know you could stuff. neutralize the game by the milk. I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge, sir, and we appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, girls, and thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. So here you have it. We're heading into Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and I know you're going to be all stressed out, ladies stuffing the turkey and all that good stuff. But when the guy brings home the deer, mm -hmm. or even if a woman brings home a deer, mm -hmm. embrace it. Taste yeah, it. Exactly. It's delicious. Well, as long as they have Sean's recipe. Right. I think they'll be okay. Yes, absolutely. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving Absolutely. and uh, good luck to all those folks who'll be out in the woods uh, hoping to bag a buck. <laughs>